0: To Forever Canon. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about sad boys, sick ants, and summoned ants too. Pretty sick. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. <laughs> and this week on Forever Canon, we are back into Dark Tide 1 Onslaught by Michael A. Stackpole, covering chapters 5 through 8 this week, where... Last week, we set out to where we were going, and this week, we start getting there. But first, bum-bum-bum. Previously, on Forever Cannon, the Senate silences Princess Leia. Rogue Squadron secretly back on duty. The Jedi Order gather for assignment. Han Solo is a wreck. Sad. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's a broken man. Ow. But that was last week. Ow. This week, we start with chapter five, where Luke meets with Jason and Anakin privately to let them know what their missions are going to be. Gave out all the other missions to the Jedi. Now, these are his apprentices. Apprentices? Mm -hmm. His little prince apprentices. (laughs) (laughs) Before telling them their mission, though, first he says, Jaina's off chauffeuring slash training Danny Kui. He's bringing her to where your mom is. So that, I mean, she's bringing her to where your mom is so that they can convince people that there's bad things happening. And also remember how Jason was like, Danny Quee was the mind calling out to me for rescue. Well, we're going to test that a little bit with Jaina.
1: Why not a grown up? Don't know. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> Don't know. And not just that going to send her to Leia, who's not like a master's out there. It's another untrained yep. Jedi. <laughs>
0: Thought that was weird? I thought that was weird, too.
1: Yeah. Anakin, you'll be
0: taking my wife, Mara, to Dantooine for a little rest and relaxation recovery. Which leads to Anakin saying, you don't trust me because I chilled... Oh. Chilled Kubaka. (laughs) (laughs) Anakin says, you don't trust me because I killed Chewbacca. Whoa. That got harder the second time. And then I'm like, anyways, okay. But for real, reading that, I'm like, oh, baby, no. Yeah. Oh, little baby. Yeah. No, you're. Damn it, Han! <laughs> it's that's his dad's fault.
1: Absolutely. What
0: happened? What happened right after Chewbacca died? He screamed at him, pointed at him, said, "Your fault! Your fault! Your yeah, fault!" Yeah. You, you left let him, him die. You left him. You left him. Yeah. So Anakin thinks nobody likes me anymore because Chewbacca died. Meanwhile, nobody seems to give a shit that Chewbacca's dead, except for Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Anakin a bit here? Yeah. But I'm just saying. The broader <laughs> cast, they don't really seem to mind too much.
1: No, they had a... It, but it has been a couple weeks now, at least. Yeah. So You're they've right. had a little bit of time. You're right. But it, they had a little so time. Tiny... So
0: I guess for all the tertiary people, it's passing. For even Luke Skywalker and, and Mara Jade, who are further removed from Chewbacca and the family, right? They don't live together on the Millennium Falcon with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Who was closest Han and Leia and the kids. Well, one kid is not over it. The other kids aren't really thinking about it. Leia's got work to do and dad is destroyed. (laughs) But Luke tells Anakin, your father would never blame you for Chewbacca's death. Don't worry. Wrong. Yeah. Hey, grandmaster of being wrong.
1: Yeah. Pretty great at it. Holy crap. Yeah. I think he's more, he's, I mean... Not truly would he ever blame you. He's no, just... but
0: isn't that maybe more of a representation of how out of character Han Solo is right now? Yeah. He's so hurt that he actually did something his one of his best friends would never imagine him doing. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's funny you mentioned that he did, though. <laughs> but Anakin, your mission is to help my wife feel better. And don't think of it like that, Okay. It's more like I trust you to protect her when I'm not there to do it myself. Yeah. It's actually a reward. It's yeah. this is you're getting a good job. Okay? I'm
1: trusting you with the one in person in this galaxy. I love the most. Yeah.
0: and He's trying to really convince this kid that it's fine. I yeah. love you. It's fine. We're going to be okay. I don't hate you because you killed Jabba. <laughs> That's not why I'm sending you with my wife. Why the hell would I want you to kill her, too? That <laughs> <laughs> would <laughs> have been a fun little piece of text. Yeah. Oh. Jason, though, on the other hand, his other apprentice, doesn't want a mission. He wants to talk philosophy. And let me read it for you. Okay. The thing of it is that you were shaped as a weapon by Jedi masters who were part of a tradition that had developed into peacekeepers. I get the feeling, though, that's not how the Jedi began. I think the philosophy started as something that strengthened people within. The powers we manifest, I think those are all outgrowths of the internal strengthening, but a lot of those teachings were lost along the way. I mean, I feel the need for something inside. With anguish on his face, Jason looked at his uncle. I'm not sure being a Jedi Knight is my calling in life. I'd really prefer it if you gave me no assignment at all. I really don't think I'm supposed to be a Jedi? Yeah. You're a special Skywalker blood twin. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the beginning of the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Reluctance to heed the call or whatever, but he should be way past that. Yeah, he's tra- We're resetting his hero's journey. But- he's
1: trying to start on his own path. And it's... It's a big big thing to say there. But also, think about the context
0: that he's saying. Like, I grew up differently than you, and I grew up with the Force all my life. You learned about the Force when you were 18. And you were raised by people from a destroyed, not raised, trained by people from a destroyed order. You got two teachers out of the possible breadth of the entire Jedi Order. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, let's not focus so much on this is directly the hand-me-down philosophy of what the Jedi Order should be. You got specific instruction from two random people. Mind you. Turns out they're pretty important in history. Yoda and (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. But maybe they're not the be-all, end-all representation of what the Jedi Order should be. And Jason feels inside of him that the Jedi aren't right for him. What? What?
1: How? Yeah, maybe one what? day they would be, but right now he's not feeling it.
0: But is this just a is this just a teenager thing?
1: I want to find Where my own like, path.
0: Yeah, oh god, everybody's telling me all my life I'm gonna grow up and be a Jedi. I don't want to. Yeah, it could be. I I want to be a dentist. <laughs> a dentist. <laughs> a little
1: Rudolph joke for
0: all you guys there. I like it. But you can't, you can't be a jed a jedist. <laughs> you can't be a dentist. You gotta be a Jedi. I need you for the most dangerous mission of all. Luke, Jason, and R two are gonna head back to Belkadan, where he found the bug, and there was Yeoman Carr almost killed his wife, and the planet had been completely transformed into a yellow green storm of sulfur and and methane yeah and whatever somehow is an explosive in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and a high enough concentration Maybe
1: whatever was going on affected mara so hey maybe we're not bringing her yeah
0: we're sending her to dantooine to
1: To have a camp
0: out vacation with anakin (laughs) feel better about life we're gonna go back there man this chapter is full of like shocking statements yeah jason solo doesn't want to be a jedi this is a seven-page-long chapter, and there was like three things that blew my mind. <laughs> Anakin, you hate me because I killed Chewbacca. Ah, don't, Jason. I don't want to be a Jedi. Ah, what are we doing, teenagers? Man, they hurt me. Oh. P.S. Side note: Corrin also got his mission. He's going to star system MZX three three two nine one. And you know, I had to go back and check the notes on that one. Yeah. Yep. Asteroid MZX32905 near Bemeel. Oh, very close. Same star system. Yep. Same solar system is what that means. Mm-hmm. Galactically,
1: very close. <laughs>
0: Extremely close. Interesting. If you've been listening along all the way... Interesting, but whoa, seven pages long this chapter. Yep. Blew my mind three or four times. And what would you give this chapter as a title?
1: I gave it a training and trials. Ooh, I like that.
0: I went with unwanted assignments. Okay. All right. Anakin doesn't want his. Jason doesn't want his. Luke doesn't even want his. Corin doesn't, doesn't want his. Definitely doesn't want his.
1: That's
0: what I mean. That's the deeper level for Jason, right? Good chapter, though. Damn. These sh- chapters are so short page-wise, but that had a lot of stuff
1: going yeah, in it. Yeah, they're short, but a lot of That was good, efficiently succinct. Yep.
0: Chapter six. Corrin Horn goes to say goodbye to his family because he's going on a mission to Star System MZX-33291. And he sees his son out in the yard trying to move a rock with his mind. But unfortunately, <laughs> the, the Horn family is notoriously inept and incapable of using telekinesis. So the kid's just trying it real hard. He can't move it with his mind, but he can control a bunch of bugs to move it for him.
1: So that's something. Yeah, that, that's definitely a skill.
0: Noted. That's a neat power. <laughs> and a f- fellow Jedi, Ganner Rhizode, who's coming on the mission with Corrin Horn, shows up and starts teasing a kid, mm-hmm. bullies him because he can't pick up a rock with his mind. Uh, tells Corrin the ship is ready, and then threatens him with a rock.
1: Yeah, throws it at him. Picks up that rock the kid could move and whips it at Corrin's head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he calls the eleven-year-old. Don't worry, you you'll you'll get used to being weak. I'm sorry, you're a Jedi? You're mm-hmm. a mega hateable guy. I hated him from Instant Ascendance bully, one. hate uh, his guts. I, I hated you him. You
0: walked in this room and told a kid that he sucks? You're the worst. Yeah, I hated him. That's not him. your kid, even. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh my God, it's this guy is head. so hateable. <laughs> All right, that's a stupid joke. Man, but man this guy's instantly, instantly hateable. So hateable, my dog's having dreams and twitching toes over there. <laughs> look, at his, look at his little toes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god okay so i don't like this guy um they exchange words and there's a bit of a notable quote here where they're arguing about how ganner is acting and how corin wants the jedi to act corin is anti-kip ganner is pro-kip let's be brash and out there corin is it. let's be inside mm-hmm. so they have a little exchange where corin says quote luke earned the galaxy's respect not the rest of us which is something that was alluded to in the first book remember jason went to that new republic council meeting with luke and he's like why are these normal people allowed to tell us what to do yeah we're magic why don't they we, we've we saved everyone in the galaxy a hundred times why don't they respect us the we being the misnomer yeah we the jedi is the extrapolation from all of the heroic efforts of Luke Skywalker, excuse <laughs> yeah. me. So yes. the public respects Luke Skywalker, not the Jedi Order as a whole, because some of them are out there being Kip and Worth. Yep.
1: Yeah. And apparently uh, Ganner God um, Ganner God. Risehole. <laughs> <laughs> not a good one, but I, I liked it anyway. But I
0: thought that line was really good. I didn't you know it's not something you think of. We consider the Jedi Order from the movies and from the books that we've read. As an obvious upstanding organization. Yeah. A paragon of good. But actually a lot of that comes from like two or three guys. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was cool. Yoda was cool. Luke Skywalker's been cool. The rest of them maybe don't deserve the benefit of the doubt all the time, right? This is the argument that Corum presents to gain or rise up. Maybe you guys are being dicks actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe assuming that everyone should like you because you're part of a good team doesn't make you a good guy.
1: No, right. No. And I, I, I made a note of that that line too. Yeah. It's like, it's got to be it's a good line. You can, respect can be earned. It, you can't take that respect from people.
0: And they're always struggling with their place in the galaxy, this mm-hmm. Jedi Order, right Once again. Long story short, this chapter. these two don't get along, and they will be reflecting our core Jedi conflict for the foreseeable future. As they're going on a mission together. <laughs> action versus thoughtful response. Yes. For uh, put, What's the word? I can't think of it. But forcing yourself upon people with action versus being asked for help. Yeah. Right? Are we police or are we protectors? Really also settle, setting these two up for a physical fight. Yes. <laughs> like they almost came to blows in their first interaction in this book. They almost started punching each other in the face. Yeah, I kind of wanted it. I kind of really wanted it real bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. Real, real bad. And uh, to set up the physical fight even more, we end the chapter with Valen from the window in the house. All of a sudden, Ganner Rhizo is getting bit. He's covered in bugs. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah, he's ah! got his ants all
1: over. He's like, what the and hell? he's like,
0: your damn kid better not do this. And he storms off, right? Yeah. And then and then Korin Horn is like, well, it's a little dark of him to have done. My son. Mm-hmm. A little dark to control an animal to hurt a person just because they're being a bully. But I'll allow it this time. I hate this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to have a talk with him yeah. at some point. Well,
0: they're going to have time because they're about to fly interstellar <laughs> distances across space.
1: Yeah, to uh, Out in the middle of nowhere.
0: How about chapter title for this one? I got a real quick one. Yeah. Ganner Rhizode is an absolute prick. <laughs> chapter seven. <laughs> Mara and Luke are awesome, and their missions are going to be dangerous, and hopefully we can find something at Belkadan to cure you, and hopefully you can help Anakin feel better. They have some like intimate chit-chat on the bed, Mm -hmm. talking about goodbye, I love you, we're going separate ways on our missions. I know you're not feeling good. Just building their character, building their relationship, because it's important. Her life is endangered. Mm-hmm. That's Luke Skywalker's wife, and he is trying to save the galaxy. Yep. This is Leia Solo's husband. She is trying to save the galaxy. Compare and contrast the two twins and their relationships with their partners and how they're all struggling, but they cannot have the focus to help each other right now. Yeah. There
1: are too many fires to put out. Yeah, they have to they have to focus on the whole because they are who they are. Yeah. And
0: the two of them are just kind of sitting there chatting, Luke and Mara, and it's, it's all. I wish that I could do more, and I know you wish, and I, I know I wish that you felt better, and I I wish too, and then fade to black.
1: Yep. Have a good vacation, and good luck with whatever you're doing.
0: Chapter title: A mutual understanding.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: It is, if you read the chapter, actually. Mm-hmm. Not from my description. <laughs> but from the chapter? Yes. Chapter 8. Gavin Lyke, the new Bothan assault cruiser that he's on. Mr. Gavin Darklighter out here flying to the outer rim at the behest of Admiral Trace Crafe, bringing the Woke ro- oh, boy, the Woke squadron. Winging <laughs> <laughs> Woke squadron out into attack mode. chips yay. <laughs> yeah. Rogue squadron has reached the rim. Where they find a bunch of uglies acting strangely. Would you like to tell the people what uglies are, Tim?
1: Well, they managed to find something that they were pretending to they were going to find.
0: Well, right. You're right. They pretended we're going to go out here pirate hunting. And what they found was a bunch of uglies... It's Mashed up ships. Yeah, a Tie Fighter ball with X Wing wings, an X Wing cockpit yeah. with Tie Fighter wings. Franken, one of them with Frank three ships. sets of wings on it.
1: Yeah, the the tri point Franken yeah. ships. Franken ships. Pirates. Yep.
0: Cobble together whatever has survived from the things we've destroyed and put it to use for that retirement party. Yeah, because it turns out, turns out these uglies are the smacked up prologue pilots. Pilots. I wrote that. Pirates. They're all pilots, too. There are pilots. Prologue pilot pirates. Pirate pilots? But they're so outnumbered, outgunned, destroyed from the previous engagement, that the pirates surrender
1: to the New Republic. Yeah, they... Easy first mission for the Rogue Squadron, ladies. Gavin uses the the powered-down quick-fire lasers that they're going to use on the Coral Skippers. Right, right, right.
0: That's an important thing to point out. Yep. out of that simulation has come some interesting tactics. They have the Dovin basils on the front of those Coral yep. skippers. They shoot a black hole out and swallow up all our lasers. But what if we turn the power down to two and just never stop shooting lasers?
1: because it's got to take a lot of power or energy to run those things. Yep. so let's just shoot. And so crumb. we'll
0: overwhelm it yep. with a small amount over time mm-hmm. instead of a large amount instantaneously.
1: And that's what he uses on uh, that's how he, on the pirate captain. That's, that's how he attacks the pirate ships without
0: destroying them. He's like, it's a good time to test out this tactic. Do, 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 do. And he's just like stitching ping, pinpricks into the ship yeah. instead of blowing it to bits. It's just Seems leaving little scorch marks. Practically effective against regular ships. The, yeah. We'll see. Heavily damaged ones, but... Yeah, we'll see. But they surrender. The pirates surrendered. And we cut to... The pirate is famous. Yes. Admiral Mm. Trace Crafe knows all about him. And he's not arrested because you fought the Vong, so now you're valuable.
1: Here, we'll give you some guest quarters and you'll be all set. You're not going to be a prisoner. You are going to help us. Yep. You're a prisoner. But. You're a prisoner with a nice bed.
0: You're a prisoner, but we're going to let you walk around and talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) So. Rogue Squadron comes out here to the rim and they find more Vong evidence and information immediately Mm -hmm. because that's how present the threat is. It's there. What would you call this chapter if it had a title?
1: I got a great one. Please.
0: Rogue leader. Okay. Because Gavin has now taken over as leader of Rogue Squadron. That's like a relatively new thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Admiral Trace Crafe as a leader has gone quite rogue. Also, this pirate is a rogue and the leader of all his pirates. Okay. You like them fucking layers? Yeah, that's that that really good. So, I told you some of these are good. <laughs> and then some of them are Ganarizode as is a prick. <laughs> but that's all for this week, man. The Jedi have their missions. The Admiral has a pirate. And where do we go from here? Find out next week. When we cover New Jedi Order, Book 2, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught. Chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Go, go, Gadget Vong Smasher. Get him. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at JPlazer. Check us out.